1: And good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Conquest Chronicles. This is Matt here, along with Dina, and we got quite a few to get to, to get to today. Um, spring practice is next week. We're we're that's starting up. USC baseball is in full swing. Um, we have USC and UCLA basketball in action. Uh, we're headed towards the Pac-12 tournament, though. Um, For USC basketball, their chances are right now just winning the tournament. Uh, But we got quite a few to get to today. Other than that, let's go ahead and get the road started. Dina, how are you doing today?
0: Pretty good. What about you?
1: Doing pretty good. Can't complain. Um, Just want to go ahead and just want to go ahead and also mention that we are a week away from the. No, actually, we are. A little over a week away, I think we're how many days? Thirteen days, I want to say. We're not that far away from the USC um, from the USC or in UCLA baseball game at Dodger Stadium again. Dina and I will be in attendance for that game, but we're not that we're not that far away, actually.
0: Oh yeah, it's coming up.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> it seemed like just two weeks ago we were talking about it. Or was it two weeks ago? I think it was two weeks ago. We were talking about it. and It's coming up quickly, so um,
0: it's
1: gonna be it's gonna be an interesting game given how USC baseball is right now, kind of underperforming right now. But we'll we'll get to that as um as time comes. Right now, we'll go ahead and we'll jump into USC football um, after this off season, we, in which it's been a. Pretty interesting off season. It's been a pretty interesting off for the USC Trojans, but um, right now it seems like after Graham Harrell had his, um, you could say his, his, after he met with the media, it seems like there's just a lot of positive things going on with USC uh, with, with USC football right now. I don't want to say a lot of positive things, but there's a lot of positive thoughts going into USC football, and that came after the uh, after Graham Harrell basically addressed the media and told everybody, "Hey, this is what's going on right now. This is how I'm going to run my offense. This is what I'm going to do." Um, he he basically went. He talked. He spoke with the media, and the media asked him about how are you going to run your offense, you know, who, you know, is JT Daniels starting for you? Is that the surefire, um starter for you? Uh, what's the offense going to look like? Is it going to be the air raid, as everybody thought? And he basically went in depth. We didn't really go too in depth, but he basically said, look, the air raid isn't a quote-unquote offensive playbook that a lot of people think It's not an X's and O's thing that a lot of people think it is. The air raid is a identity. It's an identity, and basically, you're trying to make things. He said they're trying to make things simple, and put your playmakers in the best position to make a play. You know, to make plays and to utilize their strength. Uh, he did mention that they were going to run the ball. Um, that they're gonna that they were going to run the ball, so they're not going to completely abandon the run as many people think. But he mentions the running backs. He said, look, USC has talented running backs. There's talent across the board. But he also said there's going to be open competition because he wants to see who can run his offense. Um, But, Dina, just based off of those comments and what you've seen from Graham Harrell when he was talking about it, it seems like it's a a breath (coughs) of fresh air that USC needed. It was like... This is what we needed to hear. This is what needed to be said, and this is what needed to be done for the USC offense.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I think if he would have came in and said JT Daniels is a starter, um, there's not going to be a, a competition, and that would have put a, like a deflate into the whole hoopla about Graham Harrell.
1: Yeah, I I agree with that, and I I think the biggest thing, the best thing about this is the fact that he said not only is it open competition because honestly what was the, the theme of it was last year was a lot of players felt like they they didn't have to compete for their jobs a lot of players basically you just saw the same starters now they would they would brush it up from time to time but it was like the same guys were starting regardless of mistakes you know and you know with every with every position you i mean with new coaches yeah you're gonna have every position open i think that was the case but for usc offensively you're reopening the quarterback job i mean it's not too it's not very different from what we saw with lane kiffin when he first came to usc and he was like look the competition's going to be open you know, it's going to be Matt Barkley and Mitch Mustaine. Now, Barkley ultimately won that job, which really we all figured. But this one, it's like, well, you don't know because Jack Sears looked impressive against ASU. Matt Fink looking looked impressive. Um, And in and, and, and small sample sizes, that's what we got. JT Daniels was up and down. And you don't know what you're going to get out of um out of the incoming freshman, Kevin Slovis. You don't know what you'll get out of him. So I think just the fact that it's going to be open competition and it's basically the best players will play is going to be good. And the fact that he said, let's open up the offense, you know, let basically it's not the air raid offense. It's not an X's and O's thing. We're not gonna go out here and try to over to out scheme the opponent. We're gonna go out here. We're gonna keep it simple, and it's and it's basically it's everything that we were calling for. I think it's everything that me and you were calling for, Dina, in terms with the offense.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, basically, keeping it simple, getting the ball out of the quarterback's hands, putting you know, getting your playmakers in space to make plays. I mean, that's that's stuff. You, you don't want to make these players overthink it because the more the play goes on, the more they start overthinking it. You want to basically go one, two, boom, one, two, boom, one, two, boom. And USC last year when they were actually doing that, we're moving the ball and scoring. Right. So that, that's how I view it. I mean, what, what, what do you think, Dina? Like, What are your thoughts overall?
0: Yeah, I think I think last year they were kinda overthinking it. I think the fact that they had a freshman quarterback who had never started a game in college before, they were kinda overthinking him. They were kinda <clears throat> it was weird because they were expecting him to do a lot, which usually a freshman quarterback, you don't do that, but um I think simplifying it and just doing easy easy concepts for JT Daniels and the receivers. Um, Because like you said, when they were in the rhythm last year, they were, they were rolling and it's just a fact of having the discipline to keep it rolling and not sputter.
1: And I think, I think with, um, with Graham Harrell taking over the offense, that's going to be a thing that we'll see. Now I'm not going to lie. I don't, my biggest concern is Clay Helton trying to get involved with the offense, but I don't. I don't think he will.
0: I think last season was a big slap in the face, and this off season was a big slap in the face. So I, I think he'll hand it completely over to Harold. I mean he he has no reason to get involved.
1: Yeah, he. In all honesty, he can't afford to really get involved. And especially with you got to let Graham Harrell do his thing because Clay Heldon has no clue what the heck the air raid offense is. Well, I know he knows what it is, but he never really ran it. When he was at Memphis as an assistant, they never ran it. Everywhere he's been, it's been balanced. The gumbo offense has been balanced, you know. This is different, you know. This is basically let Graham Harrell be the offensive, innovative mind that he is. Now, he says he's not an offensive genius, but – and, and and we get that, but, I mean, the two years. In a
0: couple and, of years with USC's talent, I think he could be an offensive genius.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. He definitely can. He definitely can. So, I mean, that and, and granted, he's been around the Air Raid offense for years. He played in the Air Raid offense. His family, I think his grandfather and his dad were high school coaches and ran the same offense, <clears throat> played in the Air Raid at Texas Tech, been around Mike Leach. I mean, he's been quarterback in the NFL. He was a backup to Aaron Rodgers under, I think, McCarthy. And McCarthy is not a bad offensive mind. Um, it, it's just he's been around offenses enough to know what he can do with USC. I think he has an idea of what he wants to do with that talent. Right. Um, but that, I, I think it's just USC fans were like, yes, finally, you know, and here, and I'm going to make a bold prediction, actually, for you. And I, I mentioned it on uh, on Twitter. I said USC is going to be very fun to watch offensively. They're going to be fun to watch offensively. I think the USC offense this year is going to be pretty fun to watch. I I think they're going to their offense is going to play up to potential. And we're going to see flashes of what they can do now. (coughs) People think, oh, yeah, they can win nine games. They can go nine and three. They can go eight. Let's kind of pipe the brakes there a little bit. I'm not going to say, yeah, they can win nine games or anything like that. I'm not going to say that. But I think the offense is going to be very fun to watch. I
0: hope so.
1: I I think so. I think this... The offense they're bringing it just fits the off it fits the current group of players too well. It fits them very well, especially if you're especially if they keep it simple. Now we'll see. I mean, if they do what they say they're going to do, then they'll be good. But I think this, is, like I said, is a breath of, of fresh air, and we'll see how it goes. Um. Uh. But with spring practice what are some things you're you're looking forward to the spring practice? I know everybody takes it as, oh, this is going to be competition. And I know Clay Helton basically said it's going to be more of getting back to the fundamentals and discipline, things that they struggled with last year. So what are some things you're looking forward to with spring practice and what are some things you're watching out for in spring practice?
0: Um, obviously the quarterback battle. Um <clears throat> seeing how the running backs do with this new offense um, and then looking to see who on defense is going to fill the role of Cam Smith and Porter Gustin.
1: <clears throat> I, I agree with that too. I um, Mainly my eyes are on the quarterback position, although I think JT Daniels wins that one. I don't think it's going to be as convincing though, because the QB battle is going to progress through the fall, but, Yeah, it almost
0: almost felt like last year there wasn't even a battle. No. Because Fink and Sears were so underwhelming before he got there in their little um, two-person battle. Right. That I think everyone just thought, and what happened was, well, Clay Helton handed the keys to to Daniels without really analyzing it, just because of all his hype. Um uh, but yeah. I think i yeah, like you said, I think this year's going to be very close, i think, uh, specifically between Sears and daniels
1: i I think it'll be closer as well, especially given what we've seen with uh with with Sears and uh the thing, that,
0: the thing that Daniels does have an advantage of this time around though is his his arm is better suited for um the air raid offense.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, he did run it at modern day from, <clears throat> according to, uh, to a lot of people. They said he kind of ran a similar offense at modern day. So, I mean, I really want to
0: see him take it and run too, because he did that a lot. And I know I mentioned it a lot in previous episodes, but he had like, what was it, like 800 yards rushing?
1: Yeah, he did. He did. He, uh, he showed his mobility. So he I'd like to
0: see I'd like to see that get him a little bit more um, for him to use his escapability if it translates well.
1: Yeah, if it if it gets there, I think so. I I think it'll. Um, I think that's something that I I would love to see. That's for sure. But I think. Um, uh, one eye I'm keeping. I'm, one thing I'm keeping my eye on this spring is um, is on defense, the defensive side of the ball, because there's some key players who are gone, who are actually in the NFL Combine right now. Um, but it's basically who's going to replace. Like I want to see who steps up and replaces Porter. You know who replaces Porter Gustin. Who's going to replace Cam Smith at. Um, Inside linebacker, though, I have a good idea who will do it. Who's going to replace, who's going to step up at cornerback? Mm -hmm. Um, I think right now, because you're going to have Talanoa Hafunga come back. He's coming, he's returning. He's going to come back, though. I don't know if he'll be back during the spring. That's unknown because he did break his collarbone late in the season. Um, So there's that. I mean, Isaiah Polamau, he he returns. He'll be back, though. I think his status is unknown as well. It's going to be just a lot of depth questions. So you're going to see guys like Britton Allen, you know, get that. He's going to get a lot of reps. He's going to get a lot of reps. Uh, I, I think he's about 5'9 as a safety. He could slot the corner, though. He could slide to, to corner. I know there was a lot of talk of Chase Williams possibly going to nickel. Uh, taking a Jane A. Harris's spot at nickel corner. Chase Williams looked pretty impressive against Notre Dame. Um I mean you have uh you have Isaiah Tyler Stewart who will be returning um who who's also returning from a foot injury. Uh Elijah Griffin he he's one he's viewed as a favorite but the thing with Elijah Griffin right now is he just had shoulder surgery I believe. So his status is unknown. Um, Greg Johnson, his status is unknown though he's a favorite as well. Uh, you have Dominic Davis, the former running back who's at, at corner. He's a possibility. So I think at defensive back is gonna be a lot of guys getting reps, but come fall, that's where we're gonna see the battle of who play who gets that rotational time because you're gonna have more depth at the uh, at the defensive back position. But
0: right with I think last year uh so many offensive guys left that was kind of the, the focus for the spring battles and stuff. And now this right. year we have so many defensive guys leaving that a lot of the attention now is gonna be on who's gonna win these defensive battles.
1: Right. And I think it was more of because of them graduating and in <laughs> some transfer. You you yeah. had some transfers on the defensive side of the ball. Um but I I want to circle back to linebacker because a lot of people are like, okay, John, John Houston is going to be, uh, is going to be a starting linebacker. Mm -hmm. But is it going to be on the inside or is it going to be in the middle, like inside or, or at, at weak at will or weak side linebacker? The, and I think all eyes are going to be on, uh, on, on Gail Teote. I think mm-hmm. all eyes are gonna be on him on him because with him he, he looked impressive. He was very impressive during when he started and when he played. Now I don't know why he didn't play the UCLA game, which is a big unknown, but he, that kid's gonna be something special. That's for sure. I think he's gonna um I think you're gonna see him you all eyes are gonna be on him to see what his development looks like. Right. I mean, you still have Abdul. You still have um, Abdul Malik McLean. You have him. He he's still, you know, you still have him right there. I mean, linebacker is going to be interesting because a lot of those guys can step up and get rotational <clears throat> time.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be between between. Well, I think um, he's going to win the starting job. But it's going to be between him and Solomon. Um, I have I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Tulia, Tulia,
1: yeah. Um, We're butchering names, people. From, I'm sorry. He's from <laughs> Modern
0: Day. He's a he's going to be a sophomore.
1: And, um, and, and he was one of the top. He was one of the top. Um, top rated
0: recruits coming in. He's one of in. the top
1: rated recruits coming in.
0: Yeah, so, I, don't, I don't think he'll he'll. Um, or, sorry, he's gonna be a redshirt freshman.
1: Yeah, uh, he redshirted. He had a, yeah, he's
0: gonna be a sophomore.
1: Yeah, because he had um.
0: He was injured, I think, right?
1: Yeah, he 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 was injured.
0: <clears throat> it's gonna be, we might see rotation between those two. I know he's very very talented. Um, and then for outside linebacker, um,
1: yeah, Hunter Eccles. Who we have who Hunter
0: Eccles. Uh can I Mauga Abdul
1: but yeah the um outside linebackers I mean it, it, it's more of you have Hunter Echoes there who I believe is a is a guy who, who could who could see a lot of rotational time now I know USC was hoping they were hoping to get um the, to get Jalen Phillips who transferred from UCLA. Obviously he went to Miami. But I mean, they can make do with what they have depth-wise. I mean, they 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 do have a lot of talented linebackers in this. Speaking year.
0: of, um, sorry to go off on a tangent. Did 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 anyone ever like report on why what the medical reason for leaving was and why he's still playing football? You
1: know what I. I don't know. I, I know he retired because of health reasons. I know he had concussions. He had, I think, one concussion or two concussions, and he kept getting hurt. Like, his, he kept having leg injuries. It was either a leg or a foot. Then he was going to retire. I guess he said he was going to retire, and he ended up transferring to Miami. But I think he has to sit out a year. I, I don't know how that's going to go, but... That, as far as from what I've from what I've read, interesting. And I, I know somebody said, um, I know someone said, well, aren't you supposed to be retired? And yeah, just stuff right. like that.
0: Did he ever answer? Or no.
1: No, he never replied to that. <laughs> but I, I will say this though, it's. I'm trying to and I'm trying to find a way how to put this. Um It's gonna be very interesting. It's gonna be very interesting to see how the outside linebacker position go. I think it's gonna be just more of a rotational thing. But I do think we'll see Hunter Echoes on third down, you know, when you got a rush blitz. Um I I we'll see that for sure. I think you will see um you, you'll you'll see Mauga actually, who's who was impressive during last spring. Actually, who, yeah, who he turned was. a lot of heads. He'll he get was. a lot of rotational time as well. Um, it, it, it's just different guys. It's going to be different guys that we're gonna that you're going to see try to take the the place of Porter Gustin, in which they need to figure it out. They also need to figure it out. I mean. Yeah,
0: they, need to, they need to establish a clear pass, a pass rusher for
1: sure. Exactly, because that was the one thing they struggled with was pass rush. Mm-hmm. And I mean, yeah, I mean, like I said, you have some of you have other guys there too. You have Elijah Winston, who who will be, I think he redshirted last year actually. You have him. You have uh, Abdul Malik McLean. This you'll have multiple guys there who will be. Who who could who you're hoping to step up? I think could possibly step up. Right. That's um. But that's what linebacker spot. And a then, little. A little.
0: Oh, go ahead.
1: Oh, go go ahead.
0: No, I was gonna take it somewhere else, but go ahead.
1: Uh, I was about to. I was gonna say special teams. You got. You want to see what goes on with special teams too? Right. Um, yeah. Who, who's gonna be punt returner? Well, Tyler Bonds has that role, but um it is just going to be a matter of do they improve on special teams? How much leeway does does uh Baxter get this season? Cuz special teams kind of underperformed last the last 2-3 seasons.
0: I think it's going to be him and him and Baxter. I always got them mixed up because they're so alike like the underperformance, and then they've been there for so long with without any change. Um, and then last year we saw Baxter let go, so I mean, Callaway let go, and um, so I think it's going to be the same kind of thing this year with, with Baxter. Well, like he's, have... on, he's on a short leash,
1: yeah. I, I think he's on a very short leash right now, um, but. The thing too is is just if he's let go, then you gotta find an interim replacement, which I think they will. Um I, I think they will, but it's just gonna depend on how special team does. I mean, I thought Baxter was gonna be one of those guys that's let go, but
0: Yeah. So did I. Yeah, you would see special teams, you know, I think take away a Dory Jackson and the last few years have been very 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 underwhelming
1: oh yes it has it, it really has
0: you know the only reason they were they were a highlight the past few years was with the dory jackson
1: well and, yeah because the dory jackson was a game changer right. uh, a dory jackson was that guy who could change a game like that you know what i mean and so that was the big thing that was the biggest thing right now it, or with, with a Dory Jackson and is this more of who is the last I mean other than other than that who is the last guy who was the last guy that um really changed a um I mean changed the game like that on special teams for USC last person I can think of outside of a Dory Jackson is Reggie Bush that's going far back you know Oh no, Damian Williams and Ronald and Ronald um and Ronald Johnson were good on special teams. They were good on special teams and CJ Gable was decent on special teams too. So I yeah. can't forget about them. They weren't game changers, but they were effective. So I can't forget about them too. I'm sorry. I I, I apologies to them. Cause we can't forget about, about Rojo one and um and and C.J. Gable and, and Damian Williams. So other than that, um, I will go. I mean, there is another departure from the USC staff, and it hits strength and conditioning again. Now, as yeah. everybody knows, Ivan Lewis left for the Seattle Seahawks, which Dina can say, okay, bye. Dina <laughs> Dina was, was can say bye to that. But now the assistant strength and conditioning coach is is leaving the program to head to Kansas. Keith Belton, as it was reported um, last night, Keith Belton will be leaving to be the um, to be the strength and conditioning coach at I believe at Kansas. I, I'm just assuming he is there. It, it didn't say where or anything like that. It said Kansas. Okay. Well, I mean Kansas, but I'm not. Um, I'm not sure what the role is going to be. But he is Yeah did
0: he play for um Mac, Mac Brown?
1: Uh you mean uh um what's his name? No, I forgot his name. Les Miles?
0: Oh right, Mac Brown's at North Carolina. Yeah, Les yeah. Miles.
1: Um no not that I know of. Not that it's, I see it's kinda
0: odd. Because they already have a, I saw that they already had a, a strength and conditioning coach, Kansas.
1: Yeah, they just, they um they actually recently retained their strength and conditioning coach. So uh, is he going to be doing Woodflin or Woodflin. the same
0: assistant job there? Why I don't know why he would leave USC if he could have upward movement unless he was mad that Helton was taking so long to either make it official or well, not, I think- not hire him.
1: I think maybe the position that he's going to get is a bigger position at Kansas. And just the fact that because the players were pushing for the for the for them to hire him. They were pushing for USC to hire Bel- uh Belton. And I guess um Just
0: yeah, just the other day on Instagram, um or was it Instagram or Twitter? I saw a picture of Ross, St. Brown and Isaac Taylor Stewart um in the in the weight room and the caption was Let me find it really quick. It said, You know, we're on that different food train. This off season is a different mentality. And they're they're opposing on their flexing. So you know, they were pumped about their their new program so it's going to be interesting who they bring on and if they're going to change it again
1: yeah and that's the thing is usc still haven't hired a. they still haven't hired a strength and conditioning coach they still haven't made a hire that's that's the crazy thing they have yet to make a hire for that
0: and it's kind of weird because this is the time where you got to be on that like strength and conditioning it's not you can't wait you know a week before the game you have to be doing that months before
1: Exactly. So, it's that, and because you got to get these guys on the program, right? And, you the know, longer you they wait them. is
0: just more shots in the foot for them.
1: And that, and that's the big issue with USC is they tend to just wait and wait. I mean, it's like the offensive coordinator thing. It's like the offensive coordinator thing that you know that that came up.
0: Right. Well, that while that was infuriating, how it took so long. They had time for that because spring practices, you know, hadn't started yet. That you know, the games are months away. It's it's different with a strength and conditioning coach because this you have to be doing it every day to prepare for practices and games.
1: Yeah. That is true, and then, I mean, it's one of those things you have to, you just, you just have to make the, you just have to make the hire, like, the hire has to be made soon.
0: So, I don't know, we'll, we'll see, I haven't heard any names come up about who they're looking at.
1: I haven't either, it's been like in the dark, it's been like an in the dark type of thing. Um. It, it it basically has just been I mean, I understand. Is in you're in the dark, you don't know, yada yada yada. I, I I understand it, but at the same time you need to get the ball rolling on this. The ball needs to be rolling on this. But um like we said, spring practice starts next week. Um practice it is, is open to the public. It, it is Was open. Was it open to the, last year? You know what? I don't think it was open too much last year. I don't think it was o- it was open too much, but this year it's open. That's
0: interesting. Um, do you think last year it was because of the quarterback battle, or why do you think? You know
1: what? I don't know. That That's a great question. Um,
0: well, I think this year they couldn't afford to not have it open because there's going to be low attendance at the games. So they, yeah. need to, they need to initiate the hype and having open practices where fans can come and watch the team develop and see what's new is the best way to do that.
1: Exactly. I mean, it might have been open last year. I I just don't remember if it was open or not. Um,
0: If they would have said practice was closed.
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) Well, I think they're trying – I think because with them retaining Helton and so much much backlash against the program – that they're and trying then
0: Swan's to, dumpster fire of quotes. He's been saying,
1: "Yeah, I think they're trying to re-engage and draw the Trojans back." You know, it's about money, so you're trying right. to draw the fan base. Like, "Hey, come, come back, get off the ledge," and it's not gonna happen until they start really winning games. I mean, coming off a five and seven season, right? I With mean, all
0: this negative press,
1: exactly. But uh, it, the first practice is on the fifth, open to the public. Um, during the weekdays, it's from three, it's at 315 on the weekends on Saturday, it's at uh, 10 in the morning. Um, again, free, open to the public. All practices are taking place at, all practices are taking place at Howard Jones and Brian Kenny Field on campus. The spring showcase will take place on Cromwell Field at, uh, at Locker Stadium and will be on the Pac-12 Network. Uh, now, are they not the sp-
0: having a spring game again?
1: Yeah, because of the Coliseum uh, construction. Mm. I yeah, mean, that's
0: that's another shot in the foot for this.
1: I mean, if they're gonna hold the spring game, why not hold it at Bank of America? Sta- uh, at Bank of America, Bank of California Stadium. Excuse me. Uh, why I'm like, why don't they have it at the the new soccer stadium? I mean, unless they did look into the dates and it just didn't. It didn't match up well, which I understand. I mean, maybe the dates didn't match up well, but I mean, why not? You know, but I understand the spring showcase. You want to, you know, you're going to do another spring showcase. I understand that. I'm not. I think a
0: good PR move for them right now, just because of all the negativity and the the fans just not going to show up for The first couple games,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> how how perfect would this be? A great PR move for them right now would be to bring Reggie Bush to practice or yes. invite him back to campus. You know,
1: if, that would if, be a,
0: a amazing PR move for them.
1: It it will be very overdue, but if anything, it need they need to just go to NCAA and say, "Look, can we just bring him back?" Because they do, I think they do, got to go to NCAA they do have to go to the NCAA and uh, and, re- and request it because when Reggie Bush went in the locker room, they had to report that to the NCAA, and the NCAA had to give them permission because Reggie Bush did go into the USC locker room before. Yeah, who was at a
0: game, wasn't he, this, within the past couple of years?
1: Yeah, the Pac-12 title game, the first time USC went, the first USC-Stanford Pac-12 title game, but that's because they were doing the all-sensory team they were doing the Pac-12 oh, right, 100 right. thing, and yeah. Reggie Bush was honored. And that's so, ridiculous.
0: Why? What? What do they think he's gonna do on campus? Well,
1: it's it's part of the 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 punishment, right? That they had. I know the the permanent disassociation. Uh, but if you want to make a fair comparison, look at. If you want to make a, a a a comparison, look at um. What's his face from um from Michigan? Chris Weber. Look at the Chris Weber situation. He's welcome back to Michigan. So why can't Reggie Bush be welcome back to USC? He's a big part of these. Uh, he's a big part of the of the USC tradition and legacy. He won a Heisman there. Granted, they took it away, and they were like, look. It's out the record books, but we knew it happened. It happened. Reggie Bush did do that. I'm just saying, why not bring Reggie Bush back? And then the fact that you bring Reggie Bush back on campus, think about the recruiting. And you need help in recruiting right now.
0: That's what I'm saying. That's just my viewpoint on it. Yeah, I mean that would that would certainly jumpstart fans fans' attention. I'm sure.
1: Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. But, but
0: they need to do something. You know, open practices are a good start, but they need to do something else to get yeah. the hype going.
1: I agree. I I wholeheartedly I wholeheartedly agree, but moving um let's go ahead let's, let's move forward as we um as we get into a quick recap of what's going on with other USC athletic sports. USC baseball started the season um started off well against North Carolina uh, uh, uh North Carolina against Nebraska. Omaha took two out of one. Uh, or not, took uh, two out of one. Excuse me. They took two out of three. Um, and then they they lost they went two downhill. out of three. Yeah, they lost two out of three against Arkansas. And
0: they, they blew them out the first game. It was like, what was it? Um,
1: I think they hit double digits in runs. Yeah. Against them. And then it just, like you say, went downhill. Uh, they played Arkansas. <clears throat> they played Arkansas. Arkansas is ranked number sixteen in the nation, so according according to the NCAA uh, rankings. So I understand. Okay, you're going up against the big guys. Uh, You got a red. The same thing with the
0: football and the basketball team. They're non conference opponents. They can't get it done.
1: That is true. That is very true. Um, They, I mean, they played against. They they played against um uh, against UC Santa Santa Barbara and lost two to one against Santa Barbara in a pitcher Yeah, double. UC
0: Santa Barbara though they're always they're always at the
1: top. Exactly. I big mean, team. and they are. I mean they are. I mean they they like I said they salvaged the game. They salvaged the game against Arkansas on a walk off. I think they hit a walk off home run actually. Yeah, they did. The walk-off home run to salvage that game. Um, th- again, they lost to the Gauchos. So, I mean... Speaking but you of baseball, be-
0: you know what makes me mad? This is totally random, but they don't have adjustable baseball hats. They're always the, the flex ones or the fitted ones for baseball. And it makes me mad because as a girl, I wanted an adjustable one, so I could wear my hair out. Um... Uh,
1: I was getting ready to say something on that, actually. Um, I, I forgot what I was getting ready to say on that, actually. But no, I, I get what you're saying. I used to think, um, how can I say? I used to think, honestly, in all honesty, I used to think baseball hats were adjustable. But then I saw that they were always fitted. And so, I don't know, to me it's not... It doesn't bug me because I know how to find hat sizes. I I've learned I just I just never sizes.
0: wear fitted hats because if I'm wearing a hat, my hair's gonna be up. So and that doesn't work for me.
1: That's why I don't have hair. <laughs> um, but I I do say I will say USC uh, this coming week. They have a tough schedule at home. They got Oklahoma State coming up. Uh, Michigan coming up that Saturday, actually, that Saturday. Mm-hmm. Then they play UCLA. They're playing three ranked teams. They're going to play three ranked teams in three straight games. So USC, if this is the time they're going to get it going, they got to get it going now um, because you're going to need those wins. I mean, it's a brutal schedule. Then again, it's a brutal schedule. Um, USC, USC, as of record time, plays UCLA at, at Poly Pavilion uh USC blew out UCLA. USC blew out UCLA um the last time they played at Galen Center. Both teams coming in this game at uh, at 15 I believe at at 15 and and 13 um this is huge. There's a huge game for USC cuz they could get they could possibly get a first round buy in a Pac-12 tournament, which is huge for them because if they get that then they'll have a good road to the um to the Pac-12 to the Pac-12 final actually Pac-12 championship or Pac-12 tournament final. I think if USC could get to the Pac-12 tournament final maybe they put themselves in a position because right now the Pac-12 is a 2 bit league. Right now it's Washington and whoever else. Washington Oregon and a- State. Is, uh is Oregon State is Oregon State um Projected to get in. Kind of. The Pac-12 is a two-team league. I and know, it, I
0: just I haven't been following them, but I mean,
1: I think it's them and ASU. I think mm-hmm. it's been them and ASU. Um, according to, to I haven't I haven't really been checking up bracketology like I have been, but but I I, I think with the Pac-12 being a two bid uh, a two bid league. You just got to, I don't know, USC right now, the best thing they can do to for surely get in is win, is, is just win out. They would have to win the Pac-12, they would have to win the Pac-12 tournament. That's not as far-fetched as it sounds, but USC tends to shoot themselves in the foot. Right. But it's not as far-fetched as it sounds. And the same with the women's. Though the women look better, they just need to learn to close games. If they can close games, I think they'll be good. I still think the USC women's team is a dangerous team because if they jump on teams and they can stay on them, they're going to be a dangerous team. They're going to be a very dangerous team in the Pac-12 tournament. Um, But, again, I think the men and the women's, it just depends. Like I said, the Pac-12, they just... The Pac-12 as a conference has just been underwhelming.
0: Yeah, for for multiple sports except water polo and swimming.
1: Even water polo. Volleyball.
0: Just, yeah. Soccer. Soccer's been doing pretty good the past couple of years.
1: Yeah, that is very true. That is very true. Well, I guess Joe Lenardi has the Pac-12 as a one-bit league which is very embarrassing for a power five. I have to say that is highly embarrassing if you're a power five school. And that's a, that's a problem. As much talent as the Pac-12 have, that is very uh, that is very sad if you're going in and you're a one-bit league. But then again, USC has to, I think USC just has to win the whole thing. USC has to flat out win the whole thing in order for them to really get in.
0: Yeah. What do you think about Dan Hubbs?
1: What do I think about Dan Hubbs? Yeah. In terms of...
0: What do you think if they, if they don't perform well this year?
1: The Pac-12 or... USC baseball. Oh. Oh, excuse me. Um, I'm stuck on basketball. Um Sorry. I don't know because he is in the last year of his contract. If USC don't do well, I can see them moving on. But it's just a matter of who do you get to replace who do you get to replace them? Now USC they've been doing well recruiting wise with baseball, but I don't know because you're in Southern California and you got a lot of and it's a lot of talent with baseball. And but you are competing with Long Beach State, Fullerton, um and UCLA, you know, on top of the teams in your own conference with UCLA and all and and uh Oregon State. Um that's a very good question. I, I think if they don't perform well, I think they don't retain them. I think that's that's how I view it. Though you never know, they're throwing out extensions left and right to coaches, so
0: <laughs> especially,
1: alumni. E- especially alumni. Especially alumni. Especially alumni. But we had a couple of we had a couple of questions actually. We did get a couple of questions, um, both retain- and pertaining to USC football. So let's go ahead and, and jump here as I'm looking through Bryce Harper news. Go ahead and 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 jump to it. Question number one comes from comes from Richon eighteen, and he asks, "What is USC's status with twenty twenty running back Kendall Milton?" Um, that's
0: a good question. Right now, um, it says he's leaning USC. I mean, he's a five-star recruit out of Clovis, uh, California. So it's between right now. It's between Alabama, it looks like, and USC. But USC is still the heavy favorite. We'll see. We'll see how. I haven't heard like anything really about him recently. Um, I've been hearing a lot about Bryce Young just because of Graham Harrell and all that, but I haven't really heard anything about Kendall Milton.
1: Right now, I mean, right now, five-star running back according to the 24-7 Sports uh, Composite, Um, five-star running back, number two running back in the nation, number four in California, uh, number four overall in California, and he's 15th overall in the nation. Uh, again, crystal ball is showing USC 75%. Um, that is going to be one of those things where USC, and that's the thing, it's going to be one of those things where USC is going to have to recruit hard for them because they do need a running back. Right. They will need a running back. Um, they're just going to have to recruit hard. I think now that they, that the staff is stable and in place, I think we're just, you're just waiting to see. You're just waiting to see what goes on. Um, He did, now he did go to Texas to visit. He was in Texas not that long ago. Um, He was in Texas not that long ago for a visit. But they're just going to have to really, really like turn things up to try to get him. That's going to be the big thing is can they, that's going to be the big thing is can they, can they pull him in?
0: Right.
1: Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. We will we will see. We will see. I, I do think it's gonna depend on how they recruit and how USC looks this season. So for whatever reason, depending on how USC performs, is where you see you'll get the big fish. Another question that was asked was scroll back to it, was by We Talk Football. And it asked on what tarmac will Clay Helton be fired? <laughs> um, if USC struggles, yeah, it, then maybe he'll get fired. I I don't know. It, it's just more. It depends on what happens with USC. All right. That's all I can put. It. it depends on what goes on with USC that season. If they if they struggle against Fresno State. And they lose games. I don't know if they're if they're if they're at three hundred or at three hundred. If they're at five hundred or below, if they're below, and if it looks really bad, I think he'll go. But it right now, you I can't tell when. It just it depends on what happens against Fresno State. If they're Stanford. underperforming.
0: If they're if they're barely losing, I don't think he will. But if they're getting blown out, I think.
1: I I think that first game, if they struggle against Fresno State, they lose to Stanford, struggle against BYU, or if they beat BYU, of course they'll beat BYU, but then they underperform against Washington and Utah, you could see it. Those first five games are going to be really interesting. Those first five games will be really interesting to see if Clay Hilton stays or not. Mm-hmm. Um and it it down to what happened against Fresno State. If they, here's the thing, if USC goes, let's say for instance, if USC goes three and two, they're not they're not getting rid of them. If USC beats, in which I think in all actuality, if they beat Fresno State, if they beat if they beat Fresno State, they beat Stanford because I don't think Stanford's going to be as daunting as everyone thinks. They beat those two, including BYU. Go three and zero. They could possibly go four and 3 and one. But again, granted, how USC looked last season—it's one of those things. Of you never know.
0: Yeah, you never know with
1: Lynn Swan. You you never know. It's, yeah, especially with Lynn Swan. Especially with Lynn Swan. Now, I do want to ask this question, and it's going off going off subject here. So, I had a conversation with some people. We were talking about fast food places. Um, Mm -hmm. It was a conversation that came from, uh, it was a conversation that stemmed with a couple of people, actually. And we were talking fast food. And someone brought up an unpopular opinion, I think, in my view, that In-N-Out is, they felt In-N-Out is overrated. And it was basically the conversation of, How people get worked up over other people's opinions, and someone was like, "Well, I think In-N-Out is is overrated," and I and I told them, and it brought up an interesting conversation. I was like, "Look, I I get it, but to me, I think In-N-Out is hands down the best," and I gave my reasons why. I think the consistent is consistency, consistently good, where everyone brings up. Oh well, the lines is long at In and Out because the food is always fresh, and that's the only argument. They never sit down and provide real, real arguments on why is In and Out the best, you know? The uh,
0: drive-through lines are always long, but if you go in, I mean, it, it's faster.
1: No, they skip. I've never over had my,
0: to. They skip over had my
1: had number to. one too many times at In and Out when I go inside. They'll go order number one, order number two. I'll have order number five. Order number one, two, three. Four, six, seven, eight, <laughs> nine, ten, five. But you went all out of order. I
0: think I think in an ounce fries are overrated. I think their their fries are not good. I whenever I go, I never get fries, and I, I don't think their milkshakes are good either. Um,
1: I don't get the milkshakes like that.
0: It tastes like they just
1: it tastes pour good. melted get...
0: ice cream into a cup, which for a milkshake it needs. They need to mix it with milk.
1: Melted ice cream into a cup.
0: So I don't like their shakes or their fries. I love their burgers though. um But for me, I I haven't had Shake Shack. I've had Whataburger once, and it wasn't good. Maybe I just didn't get the right thing, or they had an off day. But it tasted
1: uh, what, so Whatabur- dry. Whataburger is very overrated. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> I haven't I'm been sorry. Shake Shack. I haven't been. What's the other big one?
1: Shake Shack is alright.
0: Their fries look really good.
1: Um, five uh, guys to me, I hate it, five guys. The only it, thing
0: I will eat at five guys is the Cajun fries, and even then, they're not that great.
1: I'll eat their fries, their fries are amazing. Um, I just think with five guys, is very it, the reason why I don't like five guys is because of the price, it's very the
0: price, and then the burger tastes like someone made it on their barbecue at home and they weren't a good cook.
1: Wow. It's very greasy. I would say that much. Might just, as well be called It's very
0: mushy, spots. and it's not. It's not good
1: to um, me. I went in and out, circling back to in and out. Like I said, the burger consistently is good. That's the thing. I think a lot of people are like, uh, it's "The burger." I don't that think
0: that. I've ever had a bad burger there.
1: But it's the consistency. Like you can go away from it. I think everybody base it off of. Can and I eat cheap. it every? It's probably the
0: cheapest fast food place there is.
1: Well, I think a lot of people go off of, can I eat it every day? The thing is, there's other good burger places. You could think there's other good burger places. There are other good burger places that the burger is probably better than In-N-Out. But consistency, I would consistently go back to In-N-Out because In-N-Out never lets me down. Though the fries, I will never eat the fries straight up. I got (laughs) to get animal style fries. So I I an- like, I'm
0: not a big anim- fan of the sauce. I'll eat it on the burger, but I don't think I would get it on
1: fries. I I would. I think the fries, the animal style fries are very good. Cons- because, again, I can't eat their fries straight up. Now, in a perfect world, if you were to give me the In-N-Out burgers with five guy fries and whatever milkshake you can think of,
0: Bakers. you got me. <laughs> Baker's has really good, that's a Southern California thing. But Bakers has they kind of went downhill though because they, they the owner died and they went under new management. Oh, they changed yeah, their menu. So the last time I had a burger, it wasn't good there, but their Here... tacos are good.
1: Oh, and no. their
0: milkshakes are the best I've had.
1: So here's a here's another play. And I got mad. Somebody called Roscoe's overrated. I got mad. I got very <laughs> mad. I like I was like, how do you call Roscoe's overrated? But then again, I'm like if you go to like the waffle house and stuff like like there's a there's a, a a chicken and waffles place it's a house of chicken and waffles in Oakland and in Walnut Creek that's pretty good um but here's a place that's not talked about enough i don't get why this isn't talked about enough tommy's why is tommy's chili burgers why is tommy burgers not talked about enough when it comes to southern california fast food restaurants
0: I've never been there.
1: Tommy's, I I feel like Tommy's is like, it's not talked about enough. Now, I don't know because there's only so many Tommy's in Southern California or in the Los Angeles area. I don't know. But Tommy's is not talked about enough. And we need to have a discussion about that. We need to have a dialogue on that. Why is Tommy's not talked about enough? I know everyone's like, isn't this supposed to be about USC? But we'll get, we 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 get it, folks. But why is Tommy's just not to- between Tommy's and there's another place that I'm forgetting. I'm drawing a blank. Oh, and rallies. Have rally- heard of that one? R- Though rallies, I don't want to say it's exclusively a Southern California thing because there's checkers. Some it's called checkers in other places, but rallies is not talked about enough too. I think rallies is decent. I don't think it. If you were to put together a top five of fast food restaurants in Southern California, Tommy's would be on there, In-N-Out would be on there. What else would be on there? What other place would be on there?
0: Um. I can't think of it. Is there a Mexican fast food place?
1: King Taco or well it's not King really taco.
0: Fast food. I don't I don't really like it, but people do. Um,
1: oh I mean there's King Taco, there there's uh well they're not really fast food restaurants, but uh there's another one. Uh, it's Gabalon or something like that. But they make very good tacos. Um I don't know. There's, like, quite a few places.
0: I know places here locally that would be on it, but not ones that are spread out over California.
1: See, like, I would go... In-N-Out is more of, like, a West Coast thing, though I think in Southern California, In-N-Out is top five. Then you get people from the East Coast that come, and they go, oh, it's overrated. Yeah, because you have it once. Like, we have it multiple times, and right. it's the consistency. We don't, I mean, Five Guys is out here, though. I think Five, five guys, guys is
0: out east, too. They have one Tennessee, yeah. and. Tennessee.
1: So. When people go out east or when they go to Michigan, you got to have, um, I don't know why people Shake out, Shack? not, you know, it's not Shake Shack, um, White Castle. I think White Castle is pretty good. That's
0: like, White Castle. When I that's like I don't want to be
1: <laughs> Please don't tell me you have the microwavable White Castle. No, Cuz they don't find, compare.
0: I'm trying to find an equivalent that won't get me in trouble for saying it. Um You're
1: going to get in trouble saying it one way or another, so might as well just see. say
0: it. White Castle is like the equivalent equivalent of like
1: I'm waiting for it. I'm so waiting for it.
0: I'm trying to think of a food place because I was going to say it was the equivalent of white trash, but
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> maybe McDonald's. But McDonald's is kind of good.
1: So McDonald's is good. You can't compare it to McDonald's yeah, because if you're saying McDonald's is trash, a lot of you're gonna have a lot of people in your mentions going. McDonald's maybe Wiener
0: Schnitzel. I mean, who goes to Wiener Schnitzel? I mean, it's I like their little corn dogs, but. <laughs>
1: Okay, Wiener Schnitzel is not a place I would stop at for a hot dog. There are maybe eight other establishments I will go to before Wiener Schnitzel. So maybe okay, that's fair. That's fair. Wiener Schnitzel's at least fair because Wiener Schnitzel is like an off and on type of thing. It just depends on how you I don't think feel. I'd ever
0: get a hot dog there. I I got there many corn dogs and they were they were pretty good and they have good milkshakes, but
1: I had a hot dog from there. Though I had chili. I had cheese fries or chili cheese fries Ooh, from there. I bet there.
0: they have good chili. It's probably a good. And like I had good.
1: like a little burrito thing from there. Burrito, it's uh, kind of weird. <laughs> it, I know it's weird for Wiener Schnitzel, but I wouldn't. No, nah, Wiener Schnitzel wouldn't be my first place I go to. That got to be like a I'm in the mood and I'm hungry. No, and that's got like nice to be like you're on a
0: road trip and you're in the middle of nowhere and that's the only thing there.
1: That it's one of those it gotta <laughs> entice me type of things like. That has to I've be never right.
0: had White Castle though, so I don't know. I might. I'm. I'm probably being unfair, but
1: White Castle's not bad. It's, it just
0: doesn't look good. It's like cheese and a, a patty and a little bun. It.
1: It's good. It's because they have a pickle in it too. And
0: okay, I, I love pickles. Maybe that.
1: Maybe that's it what has the pick, It has like three pickles in it. And oh,
0: okay, three.
1: It, it. It's good. I mean, it's not. If you had a bar burger, like, you could get, uh, you could get like, a whole box for, like, 20 bucks. You could get a whole box of White Castle burgers. Maybe the
0: equivalent. I oh, no, know, but that's—have you ever had Dairy Queen food? I've never had their food. I, I've only had their ice cream.
1: I've had Dairy Queen food. Dairy Queen food is not bad.
0: I've heard it's really good.
1: It, it's not bad. I, matter of fact, there is a Dairy Queen—no, that's Foster's Freeze. Excuse me. Excuse me. I'm getting mixed up with Foster's Freeze. Foster Freeze food is not bad. It's I'm not gonna say it's like something to write home about, but when I was at Santa Monica and I was in the middle I was in the middle of lunchtime, like when I was getting food, I was like, okay, I could get I could get Foster Freeze. Dairy Queen food is not that bad though. If you want DQ food, it's not bad. Foster, foster freeze isn't bad either. Though I wouldn't eat it every day, Foster's freezing that their fries is is', is not good though i wouldn't mm-hmm. I would not recommend their fries to anybody. Their fries are like uh-uh, and their fries are kind of pricey too for subpar fries
0: interesting i've I've heard of that but I've, i don't think there's one near here. Pardon me.
1: Uh, Foster Freeze, uh, you got, it, it kind of depends. It depends. So, I mean, I don't know. Foster Freeze is, I like Foster Free. I like their burgers, too. Their burgers are good. Their burgers are good. Um, but other than that, I think that'll be it for us. I know we kind of went on about food, um, but...
0: It, let us know what your top three fast food places are where you live.
1: Yeah, let us know. Uh, give and us And if your you top- think
0: White Castle is <laughs> equivalent of white trash, if
1: if you are in <laughs> Michigan, if, offended, I'm or sorry. Out, if you are in Michigan or out east, please let her know about White Castle. Though I know you guys' opinion of White Castle is not that great, <laughs> um, but yeah, let us know your top five food places. If you're in Southern California, give us a top five. If you're in if you're anywhere else give us a top 5 too give us a top 3 or a top 5 and let us know your top 5 food, fast food restaurants in your area. Um, you can follow us on on Twitter at C Chronicles SBN. You can also follow me on Twitter at Matt A Lowry.
0: You can follow me at Always Compete.
1: And you can listen to us on Megaphone. Um, still working to get back on, on iTunes. Well, if you haven't seen any episodes on iTunes, we're still working on that, but follow us on, uh, on Megaphone as well. I believe we're, are we on the, uh, SB Nation Podcast Network website yet?
0: Uh, last time I checked was, we were still waiting on the Anchor redirect, so I haven't checked.
1: I I haven't checked either, but... Uh, we'll give you guys all the information on that to let you guys know what um let you guys know what's going on on that. We'll keep you updated. Also, we got something cooking for you guys on um for all basketball fans on on uh on Conquest Chronicles coming up soon. I'm not going to reveal it yet. Not going to reveal it yet, but we got something coming for you guys. So be ready for that. But uh until until next week, oh And don't forget, USC-UCLA on uh, March 10th at Dodger Stadium. If you haven't got your ticket yet, USC fans, get your tickets. Get there. Dina and I will be there, and then we'll be doing a a podcast episode, I believe, from wherever we're going to eat at. We'll let you guys know. We have not even decided that yet. I'm trying to convince her Roscoe's. She's (laughs) not going for it. So we haven't figured it out, but we'll be recording there. Um, we'll be recording there and yeah join us Uh, join us if you can Uh, if not we're still going to record anyway but join us if you can and if you um, and if you're at Dodger Stadium come say hello to us come say what's up to us we don't bite we're not strangers and yeah until uh, 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 until next week fight on everyone
0: fight on